Illigan. She'll really have to lift as Mawonga put the head in front. Very Illigan's trying to fight back. There's a swarm coming late, cascading right down the outside, but Mawonga's won it. So many ups and downs there yesterday, didn't we get a reality check in more ways than one? It was a group one day at Royal Randwick. Uh, you feel privileged to be at Randwick, one of the many, uh, the very few to be there. Uh, two jockeys come down uh, and then you try and celebrate a group one victory. It was, it was very hard out there at Royal Randwick yesterday. Mawanga did win the group one the Winx Stakes to give Tommy Berry his 34th career Group 1 victory and Annabelle Neesham in the space of six months has racked up three Group 1 wins. But on the other hand, we we're all worried about Brent Navdala and Rachel King. On the Rachel King side of things, she bounced up pretty quickly and uh, went home last night unscathed. Brent Navdala found himself in hospital. And uh, here's a picture of Brent Navdala in hospital explaining uh, his dramas late last night, uh, the head scans came back clear, but the neck scan showed a fracture in the C7 and a small bleed on his brain. He's a very lucky boy. He knows that. We all know that. Uh, a real dampener on the day, but Brenton is doing fine. Yeah, the highs and lows of racing, as they say. It was one of those days yesterday, and, and good to see Brenton... Um, well, that seems like he's in good spirits yeah. last night. We can only wish him a, a speedy recovery. The wing stakes, uh, where do we start? Where do we finish? I don't know. We'll talk about that in a minute because you could, it'll be differing opinions all the way through there of who's going to be um, improving and who's going to be uh, the horse you want to follow out of the race. But all I know, Annabelle Neesham's inherited a pretty good horse there in Mohunga. Yeah, she has inherited... A lot of trainers inherit horses. The second horse was inherited. You're right, okay. Yeah, very yeah. elegant, she was inherited. So I think that she's inherited a very good horse, but she's done a very good job. She certainly has. I'd just like to be in your will to inherit something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to inherit something yeah, yeah. down the track. Yeah, something, anything. Anything. <laughs> Let's have a look at uh, the Wink Stakes uh, Mawanga. Rachel King comes down from Brandenburg. Yesterday we lost two horses. Extreme time, which we'll get to later, and, and Brandenburg in this race who breaks down in the final stages. When we pick them up, Duff, very elegant, three wide, no cover, and Mawanga has her back. Um, I thought it was a, a, just a perfect tactical ride by Tommy Berry. He just found the, the spot he wouldn't have dreamed of on her back um, with cover, where she had to. Uh, she was a lot closer than we expected. I expected her to be closer than the maps, and she was, but she was even a lot closer than I thought very elegant. But I, I want to praise McDonald for riding to win that race. He could have easily gone out there and been negative, saying she's got a long program ahead. He rode to win that race and give her every opportunity, and I think he, she did that, and she performed really well out of a comfort zone, uh, very elegant. But the winner, he... I think he was the horse I thought would need the run just looking at his trial it was it was average at best i would say with, with more improvement to come so 
Who's to say he isn't the horse with all the upside in the world? We're looking outside, saying, oh, he got the dream run. Uh, but I was, he was the horse I was opposing coming into the race with that, no, I know they're only track work riders riding the horses, but um, the others look more switched on in the trials. He, he's never been a great worker, though. I've, you know, you've seen plenty of vision of him working in the past, and he's not a sharp worker at all. Those blinkers obviously really pep him up race day, and he's a real race day horse. But when you were having a look at them in the yard, I mean, she, she, looks, she looks magnificent. She is absolutely spot on for a, another great campaign. And you saw that on her first up performance. But I suppose what I noticed from Mwanga was that he had definitely developed. He'd gone from a boy to a man and he'd also been prepped up with that race ready to go. So that was almost, he's hit the ground running. That was no surprise to see him win. I am interested, I think he's the up and comer Everything else is that they're, they're coming back and returning in the same order. He's the horse that's going from the three-year-old into the four-year-old, taking that next step, and he's done it in flying colours at Wait for Age. He had that real tough run at the end of his last campaign in the Queen Elizabeth, and that's those sorts of preparations really bring you on and, and really turn you into a proper racehorse, and that's what it looks to have done. So, what would you do with a the horse? There's, you know, do you keep him fresh for a, you know, a golden eagle? Do you? Uh, press on treating him like a cox plate horse, do you? Uh, it's a tricky situation they're in. And Annabelle yeah. Neesham had no idea how to answer that question yesterday. Mm. Uh, she, she's thinking maybe freshening up for a Golden Eagle. Yeah. I mean, she's got a cox plate horse in Zaki. She can, she can play around with both horses, really. Yeah, she probably can, but um, he looks the big improver. But let's dissect this race. You know, you, you could come out of here and say, well, they haven't really run sizzling time and they've, they've gone across the... Uh, the line is a bunch finish there. Um, you've got a mare there who's a 2,400 metre cups type in She's Ideal who might have beaten them in three more strides. Uh, you've got an unknown Japanese horse uh, who, who hadn't been trialling, you know, hardly the house down, K.I. Nautique, and he's, he, he's right there in the finish as well. You've got unlucky runners in the race. Um, if, if you can just roll this race again and just talk about some of these horses it's um i think with the met with we go with she's ideal she looks as though she has again come back more developed this campaign and i think sometimes i think she might be too brilliant for a race like a melbourne like she's got a lot of she's got a terrific turn of foot when she's she's been unlucky in some of those you know shorter races she went back to last and powered over the top of them and you know i i think that she's she looks as though she's returned terrifically well. It was just a case of whether this race would be too sharp for her, but she has run well over the 1400 in the past and, and been unlucky in a lot of races as well. Yeah, and then you, you have a, a look here at Think It Over, who seems to be travelling, and he fought, sort of hits a, uh, a little bit of a dead end there on straightening, and he comes out sideways, and James Innes is suspended, and he knocks the wind out of Hungry Heart, and, and that sort of uh, cannons into, uh, you know, a couple of other horses there, uh, Master of Wine included. You'll see, uh, and he, he not only doesn't get beat far, you could make a case for him. Look at Think It Over comes out, he really gives it to a to, to Hungry Heart, who didn't know what hit her. I I think her run was great. She got beat 1.8 lengths, lost momentum at the top of the straight. So what horses do you want to take home out of this race? I don't know. I, I, I think, and, and even Imaging, Imaging had no luck. Had no luck either. <clears throat> I think Think It Over looked as though he was going to improve from the run. Probably one of, the, I thought he had was carrying a bit more condition than 
Um, I'd seen him carry when he won first up last preparation, so I thought that he was definitely going to improve from the run. Most of those horses yesterday were, were cherry ripe. Mm. I want to take Hungry Heart home. All right, uh, let's go and hear from uh, Annabelle Neesham after winning her third Group 1 race. Emotional, actually. Um, I think he looked the winner a long, long way out, but when he, when he came up um, outside very elegant, I knew he was going to be in for a tough battle because she's, you know, she's such a fighter as well, but he's improved a hell of a lot um, from three to four, and I was really confident looking at him in the parade ring today because... I just thought he looked quite fit and um, just a massive well done to the team. Obviously, we're doing it a little bit tough out at Warwick Farm and I have to give Joel Butler a bit of a shout out. He rides this horse every day and he, he was desperate to trial him and I, I said, you can trial him if you go on a diet. So he did. And um, yeah, it was a superb ride. So thank you to Tommy. I know he had the drop on very elegant, but if you want to really break that de uh, win down, he beat very elegant. He out-toughed her to the run of the line, and we know how good she is. Yeah, he did. Um, if he's in for a great prep, I don't know where we'll go now, but uh, I think we're going to have a fun spring. The Wing Stakes winner is Mawanga. We didn't catch up with Tommy. Tommy, Tommy wasn't in a place to talk yesterday. His thoughts were with Brenton. Yes. I noticed on the faces of all those jockeys, they did it tough. They had to watch two of their, their peers go down yesterday. Mm, yeah, it's and hard. It stays with them. Yep, and it's tough times as well. So they're, they're a close-knit group at the moment. And, um, and, you know, you don't like to see that happen, but um, uh, luckily they're OK. Let's have a look at some of the markets. Here, here going forward, uh, Very Elegant will go to the George Main. She'll have a month between runs uh, at $3. Zaki's coming back in the tramway. Uh, you've got Moanga, who's possibly George Main stakes bound. Uh, and Probabil has arrived in Australia. We've spoken about Think It Over and Cascadian. Let's go to the Epsom market. We'll get to the Golden Eagle eventually. Moanga, $6. Ayrton, he's back. He's been in jump outs in Victoria. His main aim is the Golden Eagle. You've got Cascadian and Harmony Rose and <coughs> Private Eye we'll get to later. He's jumped to $11 in that Epsom market. And here is the Golden Eagle. So there's a chance that Moanga will be kept for that race worth $7.5 million. Ayrton is definitely going there. Private Eye, Rothfire, Rothfire, we're talking Everest, he, mm. he's, uh, can, he, can he stretch out to 1,500 metres? Who knows? It's a, it's a good group. You, you want to take home Hungry Heart, well, keep her nice and uh, close for the Golden Eagle. Yeah, it's uh, been a little bit of water to go under the bridge there, but that's a mouth-watering race. You know, the, the Golden Rose and the Golden Eagle are the... The two big ones for me in the spring mm. here in Sydney. Mm. Um, I think they're they're, they're just going to be well. They are great races, mm. put it that way already. Uh, let's go to the Silver Shadow uh, Stakes, and this was uh, all a bit of a blur for many, with Swift Witness getting the victory, uh, but concern for Brenton Abdullah straight away after he came down on extreme time. You know that story now, so. Let's talk about the winner, Swift Witness, who was one of the, the few top-class fillies in this race who hadn't won a, a big feature, but she's done it now. She was just so well presented. She was wound right up with a sharp and real sharp trials leading into this. Uh, she got the, into the right rhythm. Now, this is a funny, funny race as far as um, they slowed up at the mid-stages and all these fillies didn't know where they were and they all grabbed a bit and raced uh, uh, upside down there. Uh, where Swift Witness got an uninterrupted 
smooth a run and she capitalised on that. Um, Latino Blend had had really good support in the market at massive odds, 100 to 1 in, and has run a bottler there. I was a little disappointed with Four Moves Ahead, I must say. She was okay, but I thought she was entitled to go on with it. But uh, maybe she was just that little bit too keen when that speed did slow. Jamea, obviously no luck, um, ducking back to the inside there. I thought Mar Mallory was very good there. Uh, she, she was another one, didn't gather momentum, but... Can you have a foregone conclusion about who would have won the race? No. No, it was a mess from start to finish. It was just an absolute mess, mess of a race. I'm left, a, I'm, I'm raving about the three-year-old Colts and Geldings. I'm a little flat with the fillies, I must mm. say. Um, the Benchmark 78 ran faster time, obviously. Um, they, considering they slowed up mid-race there, they should have come home faster. Uh, so it's a little bit of a messy race where I don't know where I am with these fillies. Although I think we both agree Mallory looked pretty good. Yeah, she looks. She does look as though she's the class act of, of that fillies group. But where they, I mean, they're head on the Princess Series with her. But where she'll be at her optimum, I, I feel like that was the race that got away yesterday. I think she, if she had had clear running with that big action on her, she could have, um, she could have really nearly won that race. But it was all about the run in transit that Swift Witness got and she makes her own luck and that's how she wins her races and um, she's very, she's going to win more races than she won't right, being ridden like that. That's right. They progress now to the uh, Furious over 1200 on September 4, uh, then the T-Rose 1400 September 18 and the flight on Epsom Day October 2 over 1600 metres. Uh, for the record there's the flight stakes market with four moves ahead and she's all class and Swift Witness but that Princess series is wide open, yes. wide open. Well, that that market tells you that. Uh, that tells you that. So there's room there for a big improver to, you know, take a stranglehold on that market. We're going to come back uh, with that win of Private Eye, who's jumped up in all markets after winning yesterday in the Show County, and we'll have a look at Toy Show and Fatuza's victory uh, yesterday at Ramwick. Happens a lot when uh, jockeys uh, can't fulfil their engagements for whatever reasons. Yesterday it was uh, it was two falls for Brenton Abdullah and, and Rachel King. But how often do pick up rides win big races? Jay Ford was the lucky recipient yesterday when Brenton Abdullah couldn't ride Private Eye in the Show County, and here is this horse going about its winning ways. Uh, the win of the day, um, for sure, for me. Uh, no doubt about it, including, you know, no wonder it's, it's a bigger win, faster time. A J40, well, it might be, mightn't just be a pick-up ride. He, he'll get no weight in the Epsom now, so they've found their Epsom jockey. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Look at this horse, Savage the Line. Um, they've come home in faster than 33.78, so he's broken 33 without even looking at sectionals. Uh, the, uh, it was just amazing. He's on a dry track, he's got his blinkers off, he's at 1,200 metres, uh, I know he'd trial brilliantly, but usually he, he's never shown this turn of speed in his career. He, he's a good horse, uh, but he could well be a better horse now, and I, I'm convinced this was, um, considering how they've run this race and how they've dashed home, uh, it was an amazing performance. Embracer was very good. He was slow out of the barriers, so he had to take a sit, which is not usually in his makeup. Ice Bath 
was amazing. No cover the whole way and fought on particularly well. Prime Star, considering the ground he had to make up, he would have run the, one of the fastest sectionals of the day. Um, Splintex was disappointing after getting his soft lead, but he was anchored by a weight and he's a better second up horse. But on face value, you'd say, considering the, rate, uh, the run he had, he was disappointing. But boy, oh boy, how, how good is this horse? Yeah, he was, he definitely won that. I'd heard Joe speaking about him in the week and he said that he thought that he was going to improve from the run. I thought he looked pretty spot on, mm. but still improvement in his coat. But I guess the one thing that, you know, the old adage, he looked as though he had come back stronger again this this spring. So, yeah, he's. I, I, I didn't underestimate him, but he really surprised me how he won yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he, I knew he had it. I knew he had a good motor, but I didn't realise it was as that impressive. Well, there were two horses I thought we know had good motors, him and Mawanga and They're the two horses I thought they'll probably need a run considering circumstances. But it's the old, I keep coming back on this. These horses in the middle of August who resume off the uh, Queensland Carnival can really put in big runs. And, uh, and that's the only little query I've got on him. Can he go all the way through after that Queensland preparation? And there's a lot of horses in the same boat. Uh, but the writing's on the wall, he could. I, I thought it was a good race to follow form-wise. I, I also thought Fender and, and Rock hit the line quite nicely. Pretty with good. Uh, Fender was ready, but Rock certainly had a fair bit of improvement. Yeah, and he usually resumes at 1500, Rock. Yeah. So that was a, well, we'll call it a barrier trial. Uh, Joe Pride wasn't there at Randwick yesterday, representing the stable Alder Pearl and also Jay Ford. That was an incredible win, unreal. He's had such a good prep so far, like his trials have been so much better, or uh, quite good this time around, and yeah. It's so hard to do to build up a record like that. Seven wins now from ten starts. Yeah, so, horses don't have that sort of record unless they're really good. Yeah, yeah no, it's an incredible win. What, um, what is the main aim? Has Joe discussed the main aim of this uh, preparation? Um, not uh, fully. I suppose after this he'll see how he, everything goes and then he'll set a plan in place. Yeah, he's some horse. Um, obviously his record speaks for itself and he's making giant leaps through the grades. Obviously um, Joe was very happy with his trials leading into today. Today's obviously a starting point. Now they've got ambitions to, to get up over further and possibly an Epsom berth. So look, if, uh, if that's a sign of the things to come, he's in for a really good prep. And just as you were pulling up, you felt like he had a bit of improvement still to come? Uh, look, I thought he did as well as he could given that scenario. Like it was a steadily run first half of the race and they ripped home and he still managed to sit four or five off them and get over the top. So look, he's obviously got a, we uh, he's obviously got a motor. Yeah, he's pretty talented. All right, that was uh, Private Eye. Now we go two for two. Now, the, uh, the owners, uh, maybe they weren't in both horses, but uh, Joe O'Neill's uh, prime thoroughbreds were in, uh, involved with uh, the horse we lost uh, in the Silver Shadow, Extreme Time. Uh, also the ownership group in this horse for twos. John Thompson, of course, trained both of them. He had a winner earlier in the day in more profits. On a high, loses Extreme Choice and then has to get back up for a win by one of his favourites for twos. That you taught, that was the roller coaster for those people. Yeah, it was. It, it, John was absolutely devastated. I saw him after after the race, and he was absolutely devastated. And you know, you've, it, it's the worst part of this whole you know game. But seeing this mare win certainly would have put a smile on his face. And um, as he said afterwards, the highs and lows of racing is exactly what Prime Thoroughbreds um, experienced yesterday. Yeah, uh, she's just brilliant on dry tracks, isn't she? And the track evened up out wide, they got a fair go. Have a look at this in the straight. Um, 
with a uh, Kim Warsmere here, great news. She has, has a bit of a crack at Fatuse here. She, she, now, this is what happens um, after too much lockdown. It yeah. gets to you. Yeah. It gets to you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just move out my way. <laughs> I thought it was actually not, you know, it's been a bit... I, it, savage is... I know that's what you have to call it, but I don't think it was quite a savage. It reminded my, my wife when I say no to that second <laughs> bottle of Shard. Have <laughs> <laughs> we got a close-up? I, yeah, I didn't think it was that bad, actually. I've seen a lot worse. Have we got a close... This is a slow-mo. Great news goes out to say hello to for twos. <laughs> And wants to go on with the job. Oh. 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 No, she you did. I missed you, but next yeah. time I'm going to get Not quite as bad as a Maroubra party, <laughs> but um, you shouldn't be doing that no. during COVID. No. Social no. distancing <laughs> is the key. Uh, look, but her run was amazing. Uh, she was wide. She's obviously very underrated, uh, great news, and she's got killer instinct. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So, uh, that was her stiffest test to date. She ran boldly. Tal Yur was pretty good there first up. Forbidden Love, lovely return. Let's talk about Written Beauty. Um, she was well fancied. She obviously sat down at the start and lost her angle of being in the box seat. But she does, she's very, very talented. But she just does not. I don't know about these crossover nosebands. We had Battleground in the first. And who they resent, these horses throw their hair. It may work on some horses, but I'm not a fan at all of, of those crossover nosebands from what I've seen over the years. I don't know. I, I'm just got a gut feeling about Bar it. Bar plates. Yeah. <laughs> Put that down near Cross the top of the band. Crossover nosebands. Nose nose yeah. <laughs> Unless they've already. One in them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's a... She, her run was great, Written Beauty. And yeah. I, I reckon she behaved herself better yesterday. Yeah, and it showed a different um, strength to her repertoire as well, being able to, you know, I know obviously it wasn't ideal, but she did settle, which was nice, and she found the yes. line. She's, look, she's, she, she's, she's definitely talented, but you've got to do things correctly to win these races. Yeah, you do. Uh, maybe she might be something like a Moya Stakes or something. Um, Couple of horses bled there. Yes, they did. Matchmaker and Lily Moore both bled out of no, both nostrils. It's the first time. First time. Let's go and hear from uh, John Thompson and uh, the man who picked up the ride because Rachel King was uh, indisposed, uh, Jean Van Overmeer. Character building day. Um, you know, I just feel for the prime thoroughbreds owners. You know the, the highs and lows, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. I know one obviously wants to see that happen. Uh, thank God the riders are okay. But, um, unfortunately, the filly wasn't, but um, you know, they were able to bounce back here with this lovely mare. Terrific ride by John. He got a two-second run down before the race after picking up the ride, and geez, 11 out of 10 for the ride, and very hard from that gate, but he done it very well. What an honest mare she is. Um... She couldn't get that win on the board last preparation, but it was only a quick preparation. It was the soft tracks, you know. She's just got the action, just needs a firmer surface, and the, the slow tracks were closer to heavy, and uh, she just doesn't get over them real well, but she's been going super, and she was well-deserved of, of that win. Sure, it's not the way we want it, but um, unfortunately it is what it is, and um, hopefully Rachel's OK. Um, but, yeah, exactly as you said, Lizzie, it's, um, it's an opportunity. You've got to grab it with both hands, and at the end of the day, it definitely counts. Just talk us through the run. She's, she's probably... The, today was D-Day for her, getting back on top of the ground. They wanted to see the best from her. For sure, and um, John had an, an excellent condition. Um, she jumped, trailed beautifully just in the midfield spot, and 
when I was too, too quick and she really, she really let go quickly um, and grinded all the way to the line. I think she's, she's quite tough. Okay, we have to uh, start looking at uh, the prospects for the invitation uh, for these 12 runners going to uh, 1400 at Ramwick. Uh, it'll be easy to pick. Mm. It'll easy be, be easy to pick a 12 horse field for the invitation. Um, where do you start though? Uh, there is the market. So Entrevier, who was scratched yesterday, we'll wait and see where she reappears. Plenty of great female talent there. Oh, there certainly is. Uh, yeah, that'll that'll take shape as it gets closer and these mares resume. You could probably nearly tick off Ice Bath for, for a, a slot yep. after she's resumed so well. Forbidden Lover, nearly just about tick it off. Can't yep. wait to see this Kiwi. Just a little stone bruise scratch yesterday on Trevier. So um, I think she's very good. Right. We're going to uh, take a break when we come back. More of the Ramwick program. Uh, let's go right back to the uh, first race of the day. This is the uh, highway. Uh, Scott Collings, who trains at Goulburn, he was formerly in the partnership with Keith Dryden. Uh, this horse, Ten Bells, has only had four starts now for three wins and a, and a highway on the board. Yeah, look, obviously a talented mare. She's she's progressive. She's got a good-looking record now. She did get favours um, off a pretty quick speed here and got a lovely ride um, from Jason Collett. And so, yeah, it's hard to knock her as far as she's on her way. Foxy LaBelle, talk about a frustrating mare. She's a, she's a tough ride in anything from the time you get on her in the yard to the time she finishes the race. It's a, it, she's, she's, she's hard work. She's hard work. She wanted to rip and tear there again, and and uh, you know one win from 22 and you know 12 or 13 placings that tells you the tale with her. Uh, very sharp. She finished off strong. Um, the fire, uh, baby Wong looked the winner on straightening. Just a young horse with the big weight, and and the tempo was pretty. Well, they went out too hard for that class. Exactly. I think. You have to forgive any of those horses that were up on speed because it was just such a brutal tempo for that class of horse. No doubt. And even Battleground, he was he was too keen off a hot speed considering he was back last relaxed at his first up run. Obviously, he's, um, he's a bit of a hothead in his own his own mind as well. So, a, a tricky one for me. But yeah, he's probably got to be, to back to his best, he's got to be ridden quiet. Has to be. And he has to relax. Uh, let's go and hear from Jason Collett. She was on her toe a bit in the yard, but Strapper, she kept her nice and relaxed. And it was quite a strong tempo, and I wasn't sure how much I had, but once I sort of sort of gave her one behind the saddle, and then, gee, she took off again, and it's pretty quite impressive in the end. What do you think of her moving forward? Obviously, she's in the right time of year, and she's a progressive type by the looks of things. Well, that's the thing. She's progressive, and albeit it's a class two, but quite a strong class two for, for, for highway standards, I, I, I believe. But... You know, she's, like I said, she's three out of four now. Uh, that's pretty handy. All right, now we go to race number two. What happened here? Torrens, at any <laughs> old price, gets the money in the mile and a half. Well, he wins like an even money, Hope. Um, Alan Hennessy just had him travelling beautifully on the inside there. He had no weight. He had a bit of form a couple of preps ago, and, 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 and he parades well. And he... Like I said, he, won, he wins like an even money hope. He showed no signs of doing this in his previous form. 
Yep, uh, well, definitely last start he didn't do much. He's only been a couple home there at Kembla. Um, but away he goes. I don't know what to say. Um, to Willica, one pace, we know that. Mr Bond was up in class. He was about K. Mr Shahood, he's just whacking away and run a couple of better races. The stories of the race are the two favourites, and the bookmakers took them on. Geez, they know. They've tailed off and run second, last and last. Red uh, Santa was two out of five lame. Well, he just didn't travel at any stage of that race. and uh, I He don't didn't know. have a great deal of luck getting in either, did he? Yeah, and shuffle up. Well, considering... I know he's had two bowed tendons, but they couldn't find anything wrong with him. He was ordinary as well, so... Um, I'm just going to forget that race. Yeah, we say this about a lot of those those staying contests. I think before the race, one of the quotes of the day was, "These horses all know are on first name <laughs> basis <laughs> with <laughs> it, each other." So exactly. there you go. Torrens, okay. Uh, Ellen Hennessy, uh, Laurie Parker couldn't be there yesterday, but here's Ellen. He pinged the lids, and I just I wanted to have him more forward. Me and Laurie talked about it this morning when I'm a little bit more forward than what he had been racing. Um, just tacked onto the back of the leader, and he travelled really nicely, quietly in behind him, settled really well, and um, yeah, when when I pressed goal, he he extended really nicely. You must have been brimming with confidence because a long way from home, we were watching the race, and we thought this horse is you know double figures. He hasn't showed much in his previous runs. But he was travelling into it like a two-dollar favourite. Yeah, absolutely. He um, travelled very strongly into it. Um, when they started to come around us, I was a bit worried how we were going to get out. But he, um, no, he extended at the right time and um, actually won with full of confidence. Okay, we move on to race number three now. Uh, to set this win up, uh, Dean Pinney passed away. A a, um, a staff member for Kerry Parker and a long time. Uh, a person who's worked at the Kembla Grange Racecourse for various stables, uh, passed away suddenly and uh, people in Kembla were doing it very tough uh, following uh, the news of Deanne's passing. So yesterday, uh, Kerry Parker went to the races with two horses, uh, hoping for to bring some joy to some people. And that's exactly what this horse did, tampering. It just kept fighting. And I think we'll get to Brenton's uh, quote in a moment. Uh, he was urged on by something a little bit more than him yesterday. Yeah, he certainly was, and this horse, he did it both ends, so you can't take anything away from him. Although, look at Magella behind the speed barrier one. She was travelling and had plenty to offer, I thought, but she was just never extended at any stage. That can happen from barrier one more often than not, actually. But you've got to like his, 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 his desire here. I thought she was a certainty when she'd come off his back there, Foxborough. Uh, she did set Loom to win, but the winner was just too tough and too fit. There's two good runs from Canyonero now, so he could well be back on track. As I said, uh, Magella just in behind them there, just uh, has no luck at all. Couldn't push out, uh, got held in the pocket, and then they just give up from there on in. It's, uh, and I reckon she may, may have just about got the money there. What else? Toki battled on OK, and um, Arctic Thunder was average and goes for a spell now, but... Uh, Good tough win. I think I think the horses that to follow are the the first four across the line. They've uh, well, they're not all early on in their campaigns. Tampering certainly is, but Magella looks as though she's come back really mm. nicely this time around, and those midways are going to be very beneficial for her. But they're um, still getting my head around working out the form. They're a bit difficult. I'm struggling with it myself. They're, they're they're hard to line up these some of these midway forms. There's form from everywhere. It's a bit like when the highways first started, I suppose. But no, you got off to a beautiful start in the highways. You love them. You were an gone backwards since. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is uh, well. Brenton uh, started the day quite well. Everything was going beautifully. Uh, here he is, along with Kerry Parker.
This and the other bloke that's in later, they're definitely a favourite two horses. Um, so I think uh, when, when they look like collaring him there, 100 out, I think DM might have given him a little push. You know, I might have got a little bit of help from above there. There was something happening for sure because <laughs> uh, there, it looked as though there were plenty of times they were going to get to tampering down the straight. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, uh, I know he's tough, uh, but that, that, was, that, that was a really good win. You know, like uh, 100 out, I thought they'd got him, um, but he just kept sticking his head out. Uh, and these midways are all right for for your stable. Yeah, well, it suits like I say, it suited a horse like him. You know, that sort of probably just struggles a bit in town and just needs things to go right. And uh, today he's obviously found the right race, and uh, Brendan was able to dictate and get into that good rhythm. But uh, like I say, he just showed his toughness there today. I had a bit of pressure on me today. Um, but yeah, look, it just shows the character of Kerry. He's turned up here, done his job, run his business. But um, feeling for definitely him and the family. Uh, me being a father too, I know how much work Taylor puts behind the scenes and um, definitely thoughts with them but definitely had riding someone riding with me today. He just showed that really tough fight at the end of that race. I mean, you, you've carved up some pretty solid sectionals throughout. He just feels like he's a better out and flowing than riding him too with the box seat run. So um, when the opportunity came there to either come back or roll forward, I did and kept, kept continuing to set to um, in, increase the speed and then I was able to get a chief fell on there down the side. But um, I had to get the plan executed well for obviously Kerry and obviously Deanne looking up above and everything, it's like everything worked out well. Okay, um, Paul Snowden texted our, one of our producers to say that King of Sparta wears a crossover nose band. Mm, good on you, Paul. Sometimes, <laughs> it, sometimes that, it works. I said if they've won on You've got to ride it, there's a rider. Uh, now no, you're going to The first time with a nine and they, they just go, it's just a little bit severe, they try to open their mouth and they go into panic mode. Yeah. I, I, look, I think if they... They that's <coughs> different, you know, yeah, different yeah, strokes for different. That's yeah. They used to use, mm. you know, the old Norton bit used to work yeah. better mm. with Bart's horses. I don't know. I'm, You're yeah. a bit old school. They now, use though. them on the jumpers, don't they? And on the on the equestrian horses that cross over nose bands. Mm. I don't know what. Bart they, used to use them a lot, didn't he? <laughs> he no, yeah. He did them more than Norton bits, and they worked. They're, mm. they're more severe, but keeps their head down. But if they want to fight these um, crossover nose bands, I think it makes them on edge. Anyway, keep your texts and emails coming in. <laughs> I'd like to know more. Pick me up, on every, pick me up on every mistake yeah. I make. Glad to, hear, glad to see you're watching this morning, Paul. That's right. <laughs> Nothing else to do in lockdown. <laughs> this could be a bigger show. Uh, break, there's the music. We'll come back. Still got more races to look at. There were ten races out there yesterday. to race number four. This was a win for Always Sure. It looked like it was going to be a win for Love Planet. It did. It did. There's no fluke in this win. Obviously, Tampering and Frank, this form, uh, the race uh, in that other race. So He's obviously been a horse looking for the mile again. So this was a, a pretty good win. He only had to lightweight. But well, there was a couple of horses that just, usually when you see a horse just go bang and crunch at the 300 and they're off and gone, and especially a nice horse. Uh, they're home, but a few of them got run down yesterday, so Ooh. it was like the old round week with the rise with a couple of those races. Uh, but he, I don't know whether he just got tired there late or they, they went out harder than expected when Cognac went out pretty hard, but no excuses for Love Planet. The winner was uh, obviously going well and was too good on the day. You know, I reckon that Casino Mondial's come back well. There's a, there's a race for him. I don't know whether it would be, if there's any country cups or something around at this time of year. 
Rihanna was okay. Cognac needs needs a lot. Uh, he just needs match practice. That horse. Did he have one of those crossover nosebeads on yesterday? Probably did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other than that, disappointing if you back the favourite because the early crow was a, a must there and. Uh, we suffered again. Yeah, no, there was there was plenty of early crows, and, and understandably so. <laughs> exactly. It's the it's the most it's it's the worst thing in racing, but that was justified in that. I it? think we it's just embarrassing. We when you go the early crow. Yeah. yeah. And then people you've are got looking, a, you've got a, people, then you've got to hide. Then people look at you. I think we you know? actually were just looking who was going to run second. That's third. all it was. We were, we both mm. and then and then Greg sort of said, "Oh no, this is not over." Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. The other bad thing in racing is uh, when you're in the in the tabs or the pubs, which aren't open anymore, the lean. Waiting for the, oh, waiting the last for the, 50 minutes of that race, the lean the and lean. the early crow. Went, the the, went from the early crow to the, to the lean, lean to despair. I wonder <laughs> what Gary Moore was doing. <laughs> well, Gary Moore, well, who knows? What well, Tim Clark brings it up in the interview with Lizzie. Just wanted to, um, oh, I could have, probably could have come around, but just felt that um, I probably just need to save a little bit of ground on him just to, to try and help him to be in the finish and didn't want to set him too big of a task. So I was out of... Um, Suck up in behind them nicely, but just needed a little bit of little bit of um, open air there late. But he was able, to, he was, well, he was going well enough to just sort of force a little bit of a run, and then um, the last little bit he was really strong, ran through the line really well. So obviously um, his run at Kembla was great. The form out of that race is, is held up with Kerry's horse earlier. So um, Gary's got his not only this horse but his whole team going great guns and. It's a shame he's not here, but probably a good thing too. He'd probably break every COVID protocol in the book. I think he would. I was just thinking about that and sort of looking around to see if he was going to emerge from somewhere. But it is nice to... Him. Yeah, I would have heard him, but it is nice to... He's probably, you know, dancing around the living room at the moment. That's what I can envisage him doing. Yeah, no, he'd be very happy and, and um, it's good. He's, he's picked up a few of these, these horses. Um, for, for the owners and, and as I said he's got them going really well and it's good to be part of it. He would have been fine for sure. <laughs> they would have even made some more rules up. He would have, there'd been more rules in the book. That's he, right. He, he would have been the Dean Boxall of Yes, that's racing. right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, more profits. Uh, here was a very stylish win and an overdue win for more profits. Ah oh, yeah, she, she deserved this. Um, finally she gets an uninterrupted run and shows on what she can do. I think it's a high enough rating race, um, just on first glance at the time. So she's a good mare and back with her confidence up now. There's a couple of preps there where not much has gone right. Nice return from Geish, wasn't it? And she's usually better second up. Tamerlane was solid again, just gets held up the bits and pieces, but he likes it that, like that where he can ambush late, but she was just too tough for him. Smart image was okay. And look at this, uh, we can have another roll of this fast coney. Another one of these, barrier one. He, he, I don't know, he might, he's just bolting and that's the end of the race for him. Never sees daylight at any stage. They Back seem, on the fence, purple yeah. sleeves, white cap, Chris yeah. Wallace colours. Chris yeah. Wallace. They they seem to have made a decision. I asked you earlier on, and you can answer this. They seem to be riding very tight, and your response was, "Well, maybe." You know, these jockeys are professional now, and they get back and watch these replays and replays and replays. They would have saw uh, the two horses in the first couple of races up the inside, and, and I was thinking that I always like to keep an eye, look for an edge. But that swung later in the day when you see, you know, she's ideal down the middle and a few others down the middle. You think, OK, it's evened up this track and we, we can be put in a false sense of security early. Uh, but a couple of those horses, Magella, Fusconi from Barrier 1, sometimes it can be a disaster, Barrier 1. 
especially so, when you get and, and he needs to be back in behind yeah, them. It's just, lovely saying you're getting beautiful cover and then if they if they're not wandering off sometimes you're better off with barrier one when the fence is off. Then you can plot your own path to the middle. Anyway. Uh, a horse to follow out of that race, Cuban Royale, he is... He's so honest. He's so honest, but he's also... He, there's a, a significant change in his appearance since they've kept him to sprinting, and yes. I think that that's going to be the real key with him. Hmm. Uh, here is John Thompson and James McDonald. The luck has turned. You know, she's been, um, you know, just held up in a few runs of late. and Fantastic ride by James there today. We just made sure of it, you know, put her in the right spot and, um, you know... She'd done the rest, but uh, she's a nice mare, progressive mare. It was perfect for her when she's got that turn of foot to be able to just have clear air. Clear air is the key, yeah. Uh, we said this morning, just try and ride her to get to the outside, and yeah, 10 out of 10. You've gone to Stakes Company before, you'll go there again? Yeah, we're aiming up at the Tibby um, at Newcastle. Uh, whether we not run again before that or just go straight to it, we'll work that out. But. Uh, I think she's uh, she can get some black type at some stage. It just looked a nice race set up for her, uh, especially the way the barrier drew. Um, she she was able to pop away with them today, but I just thought um, just the way the set up, I thought there'd be one caught caught wide that was pressing forward, and, and that's as it turned out, I was able to get the back of a three wide line and and blend in when I wanted to, and she sustained that good gallop late. Steve McKean. Uh, rightio, that is um, that brings us to one to go and it was the last and this uh, Kiwi mare now with Chris Waller, a tissue, had been trolling well and put it on the racetrack. Yeah, she might be alright. Um, uh, she, she's got a lovely attitude, the way she raced into position. You look at some of her New Zealand replays before she came over, she had to get back and but she's just looked sharp at the trials. She's run right up to that trials position well. When he let her loose and asked her for her effort, she was strong, she's got a lovely low action. Um, I think she might be all right. And she looks appears to handle it wet and dry, up to 2,000 metres. Uh, Matapatapi is flying. Um, Cisco Bay is just a, in career best form. And Big Boy Roy had his chances. That's just Big Boy Roy. But I think in Soldier of Love ran well. Um, those middle distance horse showing speed first up. I think uh, he, he's in for another win or two this preparation. But the winner. I think could be the horse to follow, considering the rating for the day. Um, he, he's the horse, or she's the horse to follow for the day for me. Yeah, very well named. Yes. Out yeah. of posy, ring a ring of roses, a pocket full of posies, yes. a tissue, yes. topical tip. A tissue wins the last. We're going to break with Chris Waller and also Karen McAvoy, uh, and we'll come back and talk a lot of uh, Everest stuff. But here's Chris and, and Macca to us in tre tremendous condition by Stephen Marsh, he's done a great job with her and I feel for the New Zealand trainers because they're doing it tough at the moment and they lose a few of their horses to Australia but um, Stephen will be looked after, I can assure you that Stephen, so don't worry. Um, yeah, she's got a bright future, it's hard to weigh up in New Zealand form but she's a winner and uh, she did a good job resuming today. She trod so well, she showed something at the trials. Yeah, the trials have been interesting over the last few weeks. Our staff have done a fantastic job and it's just sort of making sure they're doing enough but at the same time looking after them and um, we've had quite a few come out of the, the Rose Hill trials and uh, she's one of them that's done a great job. Firstly, I'd like to um, say hopefully Brenton has a good recovery. Obviously the whole Wayne room were um, you know, still worried about uh, obviously that fall we had early in the day, so speedy recovery to Brenton and Rachel had a stack as well. So yeah, it's been a day of ups and downs, but um, personally it's nice to win on that mare today. Um, 
I must say, I watched the replays, I was really taken with her wins over there. Um, she'd been giving them a big start in some races and, and powering to the line. So it didn't surprise me to, to, after seeing her trial really well, come out and do that here today on top of the ground. It was a nice win. And when you were seeing her sort of parading before the first as well and how her manners were excellent and she seemed to be executing everything in perfect fashion. Yeah, that's right. I remember riding about six weeks ago and she gave me a nice feel then. And Josh Cartwright um, sent me a text and said that she trialled really well. and. Um, he said that she'd, she'd been moving well at home and doing everything right. So gave me nice confidence coming here today that she could run well. She looked you know, fit and ready to go and she's got a great will to win and she showed that there. getting uh, busy with the Everest now. Here are the horses that have already been selected for the world's richest race on turf. October 16, $15 million. Lost and running Guitra. Classic Legend is back with Les Bridge. Nature Strip Trials on Tuesday. And Mask Crusader is there as well. Did I say uh, the Golden Eagle and the Golden Rose were my two favourite races? Yes, you, you did. did. Oh, you yeah. absolutely Hang did. On. <laughs> 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 yeah. I want to recant. <laughs> oh, maybe. Uh, here's this market now. Uh, there's... They're the only horses that have been officially picked, but you can you can say that uh, stay inside Rothfire and Eduardo, they may well have been picked pending a, a deal to be done. Yeah. They're on the cusp anyway. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to see Nature Strip Tuesday, Classique Legend maybe next week as well, as far as trialling is concerned. Stay inside goes to the San Domenico. Yeah, well, look at that. Here's some, uh, here's some trials, Eduardo and Guitra Both this week. Both went well, didn't they? Yeah. Um, Eddie did his thing. Eduardo on uh, the inside, sharing the lead, and Guitra in the blue colours. Yeah, he wasn't asked for anything. He was lovely in balance, Guitra. And Eduardo, Nick Tock's a very fast horse and hard to beat in trials, uh, but he, he just played with him there on the inside with plenty to offer. And I liked the way he moved and settled and did everything right there, Guitra. And tick, tick for, for both of those horses. Okay, so there's Eduardo and Guitra. Big moment for uh, Josh Evans, who got to ride Guitra for Gordon Richards. Um, super. Um, jumped out the gates, managed to get a bit of covering behind them. Really got on the bridle, come round the bend. I just didn't even have to do anything coming down the straight. He done everything professional himself. Yep, and time tie on for the first. Perfect. Yep. Yeah, wouldn't even know it was on. No. Okay. What do you think of that? Yeah, he looks great. Oh, I wish I could see them all before. Not allowed. I know I'm not allowed, but yeah, he, he looks great. He uh, looks really good. Gee, he's lost and running and stay inside. Lost and running has that slot. Stay inside, just waiting to get it. Michael Freeman said in an interview with Duff and I, very philosophical about the Everest. If it happens, it happens. You know, if, if someone wants to come along and pick him, they'll pick him because he deserves to be there after a San Domenico or a Golden Rose, but there are other options for him. So they're, they're in a great spot being a golden slipper winner. But look at this horse, Lost and Running. Yeah, he's, they say he's put on a bit of weight as well, so... Uh, lost and Running, or...? Yeah. 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 He would, he's, he's always... I've got some... Uh, I have to dig them out. I've got some great footage of him before the start of last preparation, um, of him walking around the back of the stalls of Randwick, and it'd be interesting to compare the footage, because mm. there is some on Twitter at the moment, but he's, he's always been a really big, beasty type, and... Looks like always looked like a sprinter right from the moment you had laid eyes on him. Well, Shay said he's put on 20 kilos. Here's uh, Huey. That was a lovely first trial, uh, full of energy, really strong as you saw. I loved the way he moved when, when he changed legs with 100 to go. The team just really extend up without being asked to do anything whatsoever.
And finally, what about this trial, Converge? He's not an Everest horse, but he could be everything else. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, he's, um, I know he's had the residual fitness from Queensland, but they've, they've fluked how to ride him, ride him back and, and sweep home. And Red colours, white cap about to come after discharge and shout the bar. Yeah, and they're, they're, it's a pretty quick trial as far as he rounds them up. And, He's only, you know, I remember seeing him in the yard early on. He's a little podgy thing. You wouldn't pick him. You wouldn't pick him in anything. No, they come in all shapes and sizes, they don't do. they? There's. Uh, Daniel used to be like that. Yeah. They used to come in all shapes and sizes, and they can gallop. Yep, he's yeah, he's a, he's a talent. But it's it's so interesting when you say they fluked how to ride him. Like they were riding him up on speed, yeah. and he was running well. But yeah. he he's not. He certainly wasn't <laughs> racing as well as he was when he's ridden quiet. So, cool. yeah, he's exciting. No, I feel like spring is here. It's yeah. here, all right. We got a taste of it yesterday. Uh, here's why the Golden Rose is one of Ronnie's favourites. Uh, look at this. Animo's had that slight setback, an elevated temperature. We'll know more later on, but oh, gee whiz. Remarks another horse that's, that they yeah. say if he if he wins the San Domenico, the Star and Masara will put him in their slot. Yes, and we haven't seen Artorias yet. Um, Halal was disappointing yesterday. He was disappointing yesterday. I mean, he might be more of a miler, I don't know, but he was disappointing. But that's, that's, that's red hot they, stuff. They always say, I, when I um, talk to the jockeys after the race, well, it's usually James McDonald who wins the feature race, but he, they always, you know, you're always waiting for the next one, wait till that one steps out next week, wait till that one steps out next week. But from what, I, what you've seen, sometimes the most obvious ones are the ones that have returned already. Mm. And I know we haven't had that many races, but... You know, we're always waiting for Animo, That's but right. there's been some pretty, you know, it's been a, Pulele was an impressive, Very impressive. performance. Mm. And you'd have to say, you know, a horse like Remark is, you know, he was mighty unlucky as well. Exactly. Uh, we've got to go, but yep. the Kosciuszko market and the tickets, uh, the draws on September 9. Mm. The, the, act, the physical draws on September 9. Uh, your chance of buying tickets is running out. So get to the tab uh, website, get to the app and your $5 tickets await for the Kosciuszko to be run on Everest Day, which is October 16. It's good to be back. It is good to be back, and it's going to get bigger and better as the weeks go on, I think. Thank you. Wonderful to be back. Back in the lockdown, the Perrier. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ready. Thanks for and joining you. us. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.